It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm John Jackson and welcome to the last TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And would you believe it, we don't start with Harry Kane and we don't start with Jack Grealish. Now, Grealish has officially signed for Manchester City. It's a new British transfer record at £100 million. More on that very shortly. But first, it's Lionel Messi where we begin and the news he'll leave Barcelona this summer. The club say, although they reached an agreement with the Argentine forward, the deal can't go ahead because of financial and structural restrictions. Over to Talk Sports, Ben Fletcher. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Big breaking news. Lionel Messi will leave Barcelona this summer. He's been named World Player of the Year six times. He's won 10 league titles and four Champions Leagues with Barca, but now he's a free agent. It's extraordinary. It's amazing that it's got this far. It's an amazing failure from Barcelona on pretty much all levels. I mean, a lot of this damage was done by Jose Bartomeu, who's the previous president, and yep. Joanna Laporta, who's come in to replace him, has been firefighting ever since. The first reaction was one of shock, really. The message over the last few weeks has been that everything is on track. Joanne Laporta has always said that things are on track. He was top scorer last year. He had the most assists in La Liga. He was still touted to be the Ballon d'Or this year, but in a team that only won the Copa del Rey, that didn't succeed in, in La Liga. Well, is this the moment? Because here goes Messi. He gets his shot away, and there is the moment! He's still a fantastic player despite being the age of what he is. And I think he's an incredible blow for Barcelona. The second reaction has been one of, I guess, disbelief and not wanting to believe it and perhaps thinking that this is a play by Barcelona. I don't know whether there could be something in that. It's certainly true that there's a standoff going on between Barcelona and the league and it could play into the to the wider story there or if it's just wishful thinking from Barca journalists and, and Barca supporters who don't want to believe that this could perhaps be the end of one of the greatest players that they've ever had. If the blame is going to be put on anybody's place, it's going to be Jean Laporte, the new president. It's either a case of accept the agreement that La Liga have agreed with a financial investment or choose to go pursue European Super League. That's what it simply boils down to. They've tried to get players off the wage bill. They've tried to move Griezmann out. Uh, Griezmann doesn't want to go. And the problem they've got is that a lot of clubs around Europe just simply cannot afford to take those players off their hands. And La Liga are holding firm in terms of the strict financial controls. And what that means is that they simply can't do a deal to keep Lionel Messi. Could City afford him? That's the only question what everyone's going to be asking now. Obviously, the rumour mill is going to be rife. Paris Saint-Germain will probably be the favourites to get him, given their financial strength in the market. 
Manchester City have broken the British transfer record to sign Aston Villa captain Jack Grealish. He's joined them on a six-year deal for a fee of £100 million. The midfielder has spent 19 years at his boyhood club, but he told City TV he just couldn't turn down the chance to join the Premier League champions. No, I'm over the moon. To come and play for a club like Man City is, is obviously massive you know, for, for me personally. It was obviously a difficult, a difficult few months because you know I think I've obviously been a Aston Villa fan my whole life. Um, but when I spoke to the manager here and you see you know what type of players that they've got here, in the end you know it was something that, that I couldn't say no to. And yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. And now a low hard shot, Jack Grealish. Who else but Jack Grealish? And the fees, obviously, it's always going to be pressure and, you know, an even greater expectation on him. I think he was carrying pressure at Aston Villa, being a local boy, being their stand-up player. Um, you've seen how much Aston Villa have struggled without him in the side, but I think he'll embrace it. I think he's the sort of player what embraces it. He embraces being the main man, the centre of attention. You see the way he takes the ball, the fouls he wins. Back towards Grealish. Grealish taking it on, goes down inside the box, and it's a penalty to England. They don't get Harry Kane, which we don't know yet, but if Jack Grealish comes in, he's the difference and they end up winning the Champions League because of him then it's worth it for them but like we said that's not an easy feat they've got some fantastic players where does it leave a lot of them he's, he's competing with a lot of these players yeah. Foden Sterling Gundogan they have got some unbelievable talent there and what they really needed was a number nine so, Villa have made four summer transfer signings already, including Southampton's Danny Ings. And former City fullback Danny Mills has been impressed with the way that Dean Smith's side have gone about their business. And former villain Dion Dublin says he wishes Grealish success, but he's confident they'll be fine without him. It would be difficult without him. They look to him every time every player gets the ball in the claret and blue shirt. They look to Jack. Try and create something when they're behind, they look to Jack. So yes, he is their main man, obviously. They do have a player in uh, Emi Buendia that can play mm-hmm. that way as well. Got a lot of talent. He's a very good signing. And Dean Smith knows his players. He knows his signings. What do you do if you're Aston Villa, if somebody says, here's 100 million? If you're a player like Jack and you're offered 100,000 and someone offers you 200,000, what do you do? It's really difficult to be in that situation when you're not in that situation. So mm. I-, I just wish Jack all the best. Oh, what a goal from Danny Ings! And Southampton are running riot at Villa Park Danny Ings this time they've done it as football business should be done not Mm. in the public eye Mm. they've clearly gone about this behind the scenes they've obviously understood and had conversation with Jack Grealish and probably Manchester City that that move is going to happen and and that was going to happen you know they've they've probably known that for some time let's get all our ducks in a row let's get all our signings in before Grealish goes before that's announced so we don't get held to ransom by everybody else. Yeah. And actually, when Jack Grealish does go, we've got four or five really good players in off the back of that. The argument would be, are Aston Villa stronger now? Possibly is the answer. We, we know how outstanding Jack Grealish is you know, and how brilliant he has been. But they've brought in some real quality players for that money. So on to Harry Kane and his transfer saga. Former Tottenham midfielder Jamie O'Hara says he's reminded of Dimitar Berbatov wanting to leave Spurs back in 2008. And O'Hara thinks he should probably stay away from the dressing room. Man United were after him. Alex Ferguson wanted to sign Berber. He had a great season. And I remember he didn't not come into training. But when he did come into training, he was like... I don't want to say disruptive, but he just wasn't bothered. He didn't want to be there. He wanted out. And it actually made the sort of dressing room worse. 
he ended up starting. I think we he, he come off the bench in one game at the start. Didn't play very well, and then they didn't play for a couple of games. He got dropped, and he just wasn't. It just wasn't a good feeling to have in the dressing room when you have someone around like that who just wants to go. He ended up going and went on and had a, a great career at Manchester United, and and Spurs got over it. We carried on. We ended up getting to the League Cup final that season, and we had a good season. So I feel like this is probably a situation that needs to get resolved. Spurs are bigger than Harry Kane. So as much as I love Harry Kane, it, Spurs are bigger than Harry Kane. They'll get over it. They'll move on. We'll we'll have the money. We'll spend it. And everyone just gets on with it. But you can't hold you can't no. hold him back now. He's I got to go and win trophy. Why don't we, you know, at Tottenham, why don't we use the money from the sale of Kane to pay Messi's wages and bring Messi to Spurs? <laughs> You think he with, wants to come to Tottenham without Champions League football? Depends what his options are. I, I, I think he, every player I think wants to play in the Premier League, and I doubt he wants to see out his career, you know, in Argentina. We're, to- you know, we're talking about the best player to probably ever play the game, not playing the Champions League. Leicester City face Manchester City in the Community Shield on Saturday. That's live on Talksport 2. The game takes place at Wembley and will have a full capacity crowd. Brendan Rodgers' side will be without Wesley Fofana though after he suffered a broken leg in the friendly against Villarreal. Rodgers says he'll be a huge loss for the Foxes. He fractured his fibula, so obviously it was a horrendous injury for us and we're obviously devastated for, for him and, and for for everyone because he's, like you say, he's a top-class young player, so he's going to be a huge, huge loss for us. Um, but our, our medical team were, were fantastic on the night. They looked after him straight away as soon as he got in. Our trauma doctor was able to uh, put his ankle back in place and then he got off to the hospital and uh, our staff the club and, and along with the, the people in the hospital really looked after him so uh, but of course it was a horrible injury for him and uh, no we were all thinking of him last night Well back to Jamie O'Hara now and why Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta could lose his job if the Gunners don't get off to a good start this coming season you know, Arsenal signing some good young players right now. I have to say, they've, the, the transfers that they've brought in, you know, Ben White's a good signing for me. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they start the season. He's going to be under pressure. For me, Arteta is under pressure at the start of the season because they've spent money now. He got away with it last season because, you know, because of the FA Cup sort of heroics and they won. So you go, well, we won a trophy. So, you know, you have to give him time. And it's abject Arsenal nil. Aston Villa 2. They have to start the season really well, I think, Arsenal, because they can't finish eighth again. It's Arsenal. You know, they need to go on and do something this season. And, and they've got a good side. They've got a good young side. But if, if they don't start well, he's, he's going to feel the pressure. So just like that, the EFL season gets underway tonight on TalkSport 2 as Bournemouth entertain recently relegated West Brom. New Cherries boss Scott Parker spoke about their aims for the upcoming campaign. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark. He probably wants to get them back into the Premier League. My ambition is to improve this team and for us to be a real force this year. And I, you know, I can't sit here and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, winning the league or getting promoted is, is exactly where it is. What I do know is, and what history has told me and my experiences have told me, is that constant improvement, understanding what you need to bring to a football match gets you success. I don't want to make big comments about getting promoted or that's it, because if you just have that as your sole focus along the way, you, you find your hiccups and how you react to them hiccups can prove damning, really. So, um, look, what I want from my team is what I ask them every single day of the week, and that is a relentlessness, hard work, a commitment. 
I understand I have quality here and I know I've got quality. I see that every day. We need to understand when we cross that line tomorrow night, it's third game, fourth game, 24th game of the season, we bring certain ingredients. If we bring them, I have no doubt we'll be successful. The deciding test between the British and Irish Lions and South Africa is live and exclusive from 4pm on TalkSport tomorrow. So will the Lions triumph or will they suffer heartache in Cape Town? Well, let's hear from a couple of Lions players in the shape of Stuart Hogg and Connor Murray and some TalkSport pundits including Sir Ian McGeekin, James Haskell, Tommy Bowe and Alex Corbicero on how hopeful and optimistic they are for the third and final test. I think the Lions win. I'll just say it now. There's so much at stake. I really think they'll stand up this week. I think we'll be close again. I think the Lions have to change a few things and how they attack. But at the same time, I'm backing them in this third test. You know what's coming and you know the intensity that's going to hit you. So they'll know that by winning the game, the series is theirs. Now the backs are going to get involved as well. They're up. They're a metre short of the line. They're up to the line. Are they over it? Try scoring! You know, purely for the fairy tale, I'd like the Lions to put a great victory on. You know, someone like Dan Bigger or Farrell wins it on a drop goal. Farrell waits, draws the line to the post with his eyes, steps forward, right-footed, it's up, it's on the way, it's straight between the posts. I actually think that playing at uh, not at altitude, I think playing in Cape Town is going to really play into their favour and of course no fans. I, I think those two things are going to be really, really important for Warren Gatlin's side. Everybody that's in tour, everybody that's done all the hard work at home and the build up for the last four years for this this goal. Every single person wants to be involved in a winning test series. The belief in the squad is huge. You know, it's not going to be easy. We, we weren't saying that this is, um, this is going to be an easy thing to do, but there's a belief that we can do this. This is your Everest, boys. And for more on the Lions, check out TalkSport's Lions Daily podcast. You can get that wherever you got this podcast. Now, Team GB's medal tally has gone up to 51 on day 13 at Tokyo 2020. There was bronze in the pole vault for Holly Bradshaw to add to Liam Heath's third place in the kayak. They also claim their first track cycling gold of the Games with Matt Walls winning the men's Omnium. Yeah, it means a lot. It's pretty cool being the first one to get the gold. But yeah, it's been carnage, basically, <laughs> this uh, this Olympics and Team Pursuit especially. But no, yeah, it's it's really cool to come away with the gold. England's James Anderson led a spirited fight back against India on a rain-affected second day of the first test at Trent Bridge. The tourists closed on 125 for four, with Anderson removing Virat Kohli for a golden duck. They trail England by 58 runs now. Cue England's highest ever test wicket-taker. We battled really well. Uh, we saw in our innings that if you bat well on this pitch, you can build partnerships and score runs. Um, but also, it can be difficult to start on. So we knew if we got one wicket, we could maybe get a cluster. And that's what we did. I thought we, we stuck at our task really well as a, as a group. And yeah, to get, obviously, to get a couple of quick ones like that is, is important, especially with, with Virat being such an influential player for them. Always good to get him early. And we finish with the Middlesbrough boss, Neil Warnock, discussing probably the most important thing we've learned during pre-season, his new bum bag. That just sounds wrong. 
Are we going to see the, the bum bag and in the dugout? Uh, not in the dugout, no. It'll be there, though. Uh, it's, uh, in fact, uh, my missus has bought me a new one, a Valentino. Apparently... It's oh, you can't these, wear uh, a Valentino one, Neil. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's not you wear at Ocean Beach. Oh, you wear what you want. You uh, Neil, wear what you want. Neil, I think the little girl wanted the bum bag, not the picture. Ah, she did. Ah, yeah. I think she, you're right, pal. Hey, don't get nasty, Alan. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Neil Warnock with a Valentino bum bag in the dugout. Here I, it has to happen. I think I might get it sponsored, really, if I'm honest. Uh. <laughs> Well, that's it for now. There is the small matter, though, of the start of the football season later. Bournemouth take on West Brom from 7.45, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 in the Championship. Then tomorrow, Adrian Durham returns with Game Day Live from 2pm, bringing all the goals as they go in from the opening day of the EFL season. Then it's to Wembley on TalkSport 2 for the Community Shield from 5.15, Leicester City taking on Manchester City. And then finally, 8pm, back on TalkSport, Sheffield United versus Birmingham City in the Championship. The easiest place to listen is on the free TalkSport mobile app. It might be where you're listening to this podcast right now. You might be listening to this podcast elsewhere. All you need to know is there'll be another one of these out first thing on Monday morning. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.